Hey everyone, welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. I'm a cookbook author, recipe developer who is really, really obsessed with making food just taste really darn good. I'm a mama of two, I'm a wife, and you pretty much already know all this if we are friends over on Instagram. In each podcast episode, we catch up with friends, bring on some new amazing humans to share their stories with you, and you guys get to be a fly on the wall in each of these conversations. We get juicy, we chat, we laugh, we get awkward at times, but there's nothing I love more than getting to share these conversations with you guys each and every week. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, rate, review, and share the podcast when you listen. Listen back to ones you may have missed. The Just the Good Stuff crew is so special to me, and I know you guys will love something from each and every episode. So now let's dive into today's episode. No intro needed because that's how we do it over here. While we're on the topic of all things wellness in this episode today, let's chat about my favorite activity that kind of feels like a long lost cousin at this point, if we're being honest, but sleep. And most importantly, what we are sleeping on. I have always been one of those people who just crave and need a solid nights of rest. Whenever we travel, I actually like miss our bed at home so much. And for Jordan and I, our bedroom is like, it's a sanctuary. It's where our kids hang out. We're always in there. We're super particular about the bed that we sleep on. And when we were looking for a new mattress to use a few months ago, so many people were recommending Birch to us. And after looking into it and trying it ourselves, now we know why. Birch makes organic, non-toxic mattresses made in America, and they are delivered right to your home for free with no contact delivery, and you even get a 100-night sleep trial. The Birch mattress is extremely comfortable. It's so soft, super supportive, which is exactly what I crave when I'm sleeping on. Delivery is really quick and easy. I literally, I cannot wait to even just go to sleep after talking about my mattress right now. Plus, it's big enough to fit us and Ezra and Brody, and we ordered a twin-size mattress for our King Ezra to use when we transition him into a bed eventually. Birch is giving flipping $200 off all their mattresses plus two free eco rest pillows just for the Just the Good Stuff listeners. So head on over to birchliving.com slash Rachel for $200 off all mattresses and two free eco rest pillows. There she is. I hear Nicole. Hi. How are you? Disheveled. I'm sorry. Um, it's eight thirty in the morning where you are. So I just so appreciate you always doing random times. I well, the best is that I woke up at like seven. And I was like, oh, I'll just text her and be like, let's start now. And then I fell back asleep. Good for honestly. Anytime someone tells me they're like up and they don't have kids, I'm like, why? I'm like, go to bed. Yeah, feel you. Just enjoy. Hi, Jordan. Hey, what's going on? I didn't, I didn't give you a heads up that Jordan was coming on. <laughs> Love it. Um, but I figured you wouldn't really care. Anyway. No. <laughs> I mean, we're all fam. So, I said I'm going to have to fight for words in the conversation between the two of you. But... You might. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, fair. He goes, well, it was, Jordan, do you want to join the podcast with Nicole tomorrow? He goes... Yeah, but how am I going to talk? <laughs> and so I said, I'll be really cognizant of letting you speak. That's okay. It's so yeah, I, I feel this. No, I mean, when you and I get going, we get going. But I know when we talk on the phone, it's for over an hour. Always. I'm, I know. I'm like, wow, great. An hour just flew by. 
I was on the phone this morning with a friend for two hours. Jordan goes, it was my entire walk to two grocery stores and home. He goes, how was your walk? Um, I spoke to Ashley the entire time. Yeah. It was like we were walking together. Sometimes people be like, what do you guys talk about for that long? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> talk about a lot. How are you though? I I'm actually did you in a while. I know. I was actually thinking, I was like, should I call her and like catch up first? Um, I'm great. I'm back in LA and I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. Feels nice to just be like settled. And yeah, I just plan on being here. I was gonna come back to New York for a little bit and like I mean, New York, you guys know, and like the city is just so hectic that when I was there, like I was just so on the go, like so on the go. And I came back here and I was like, oh, I need to just chill and be. And if I go back to New York, it's to like go to the Hansons and like vacation. Like I need to just rest. Are you still vibing a lot better with LA than you were like still same obsession as last time? Yes. I'm like very happy to be back. Also, it was like after New York, I was just like, there's nothing. I mean, me and you always talk about like the space I have here is just like so large. And like calming and go to the beach tonight if I want to. Like it's just grounding here. As much as I'm like so on the go, like I love the groundingness of LA. No, I don't blame you. I'm craving an LA trip so badly. I know. I'm too like nervous about the world. Right. Should we do that? We could. We, We were trying to do a last minute getaway. We're like, oh, we should just drive somewhere. But. I mean, LA is like getting hit hard right now. I don't know if it's the time to go to LA. I I know. It's just, I mean, it's been like a month. I mean, Rachel and I are like vaccinated and had COVID, so whatever, but like we do have two small kids who are not. Yeah, that's stressful. I'm, I'm definitely more, I'm more worried about it than I was. I'm like, I'm not living my life. But Nicole, you know, like, I, I was like, I'm not going into a cave. I, yeah. I'm not going to go into a cave, but. Worst case, I'll just be down in Florida. We'll figure it out. Oh my God, I know. You, Nicole retired in Florida last year. Oh, yeah, six months. I was a full, like, the fact that I didn't claim residency is like insane. Oh, you definitely yeah. should have. I know. Like, I didn't know I was going to be there that long. I thought I was going for two weeks and like six yeah. months later. My parents are looking for a new place in Florida right now. Their building got purchased and like someone's coming in and locking the whole thing down. They made like a killing off of this thing. Like it's insane. Because this wow. building bought everybody out. So oh, your parents got bought out themselves. Yeah, every every Everyone's owner getting evicted. In the, well, not getting evicted. I know, I mean they are money. getting evicted, but they're getting eight nice. Yeah. Days. I'm like, I'll get evicted for that. Thanks. Literally. Pay you me know. a premium piece. <laughs> I'll go anywhere. Um, anything new on the investing front that's not a secret that you want to share before we? Like, no, I made it. I made a new investment, so it's not secret. No, anything is like so fair game. You know, that's why I love you. Everything's just like yeah. Jordan before when we were walking into the bedroom to set up um the diaper basket for my laptop, which is my tripod here, and I'm like you know what. This is kind of like, it's not a boring topic, but no, it's not the most exciting topic. I'm like, well, between like Nicole's energy, my energy, and like the energy I'm going to make Jordan have, it's going to be an episode. <laughs> 100%. No, yeah. I guess like, I'm trying to, because I, I had this thought, so I was like, is there anything that I don't talk about on my platforms? Because I'm just like not ready to share it yet. Yeah. And I guess like, 
Um, I probably don't want to say specific, like how much I've invested in each thing. Yeah. We're on the same page a lot. And that was, I think we can talk about how it's like, everyone is so different because sometimes I'm a strategic partner. So I might put in a little less, but I get more share. Like, I think that's so normal. And that's like important to know, but, um, it's so interesting is people all it's so normal for a, a company to be like, Oh, what's your check size? They have to ask that. Then people be like, Oh, like how much did you put in? I'm like, cool invasive. Like I didn't ask you like how much you made last month. Like, it's okay. just like a little. Someone asked us on a lie the other day, like Rachel, can you give us how much money you make? Like period. In general. She was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't even like, like my, like my brother knows, but like, I don't like even like tell Like he asked, but like, if I'll t- like I don't tell people that. Right. Range, I like, tell you, but like, I wouldn't tell, like, I don't know, because like, for like colleagues, like, I look at it and like, yes, yeah, yeah, like, it's so interesting because people will be like, oh, how much did you get paid for that post? I'm like, well, like, how much did you get paid to go to work today? Yeah, like, it's so, like, I would never ask you that. Like, but then, like, us, I'm like, oh, me and you, open book. <laughs> you have to be because, like, otherwise, we don't have colleagues, so we like need each other. Yeah, 100%. Um, we put together, like we gathered, I should say, a list of questions that, and at least from my perspective, people just like, no one really understands. Like it's a very kind of like, I'm not saying this offensively, but like investing for dummies. Like if that was like a book, like actually I might title that the pot, this podcast investing for dummies, because a lot of people don't understand what that even means. Yeah. Um, And I really didn't understand what that meant either until, you know, I was working at, at FI and, and helping them fundraise. Like, I didn't know what that meant when someone invested in a brand. Totally. So I think it's kind of cool to kind of backtrack and start with the basics and then just see where the conversation takes us. Amazing. But the first question, what does it mean when you say you're investing in a brand? Jordan, would you like to take this? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for giving me the spotlight. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, um, I think for the topic that we're talking about, we're investing in like startup brands. Um, it would mean basically using your own cash out of your pocket or offering like an advisory service to a brand and basically giving them money for them to basically expand their brand or take it to the next level um, as they're looking to either move into like retail shops or online. Um, or maybe like move into uh, like a different um, product space as well. So I would say it's either some sort of knowledge you're providing to them or cash you're providing to them in exchange for like some sort of ownership within the company. Nailed it. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> That's our textbook definition. Page one of the book, Investing for Dummies. Okay, great. Sorry, it's a monotone voice though. So I'm like, I know. <laughs> It's okay. Um, Nick, when did you start investing in brands? Like, where did you even like know you could start in this? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we discussed it a bit on our last podcast, I think, like my background in, on Wall Street. Yeah. And, um, a huge part of what I was doing was in equity sales. It's the company roadshows. So if like Facebook was going public or Tula or, you know, like a Toomey or something, JP Morgan would our bankers would do the deal with them. And then us as salespeople would walk the team around to all of our different clients. And because of that experience, I learned, you know, what investors look for in like a public company. And then uh, 
ultimately when we started doing no brand, you started doing your account, like it's trend spotting ultimately was what really got me into it was the fact that we go to all these like road shows like Expo West and things like that. And you're seeing, it's kind of like fashion. You see next season's big thing. And I'd be like, oh, like next year, cashew is going to be everywhere. And oh, is going to be huge. And just seeing trends like that. And then you hear this company sold for $500 million. And I was like, oh, like if only I listened to my gut two years ago, or if only I, when I met, you know, when coconut was having its moment, if I was like involved. And I think that's because, I mean, you have your background at buy my background at JP Morgan, like we were exposed to that to even know that that's something you could do. Um, so you know, ultimately when I started investing, I was like, wow, I'm just doing what I did at JP Morgan. Like I learned exactly what people want or what makes a company attractive to an investor. So I was like, I can just do that, but for my own money. So I started personally investing probably a year and a half ago. And, um, I just, I mean, I've always, like, I grew up in a finance family. So I've always believed that your money should work for you. Like, cool. If it's just sitting there, like, you know, yeah, it's not helping anybody. Right, exactly. So cool, you have like a little cushion, but there's just more that you can do. And so uh, for me, back when at JP Morgan, I was investing in stocks because that's like what I was in. And then now I don't do that at all because I'm not in the know. But now I've been able to do angel investing into companies that are in our space. So I'm just tying it into like what we do now. So that was, yeah, what was the first months ago. Who was the first brand you invested in? So the first thing I invested into was a fund and it's a fund that has a bunch of consumer names in it. It's like Poppy's in there, Magic Spoon, like a really amazing brands. And then same thing was like, oh, but like I can also do that myself. So I got like my feet wet with that. But the first company I did hundred percent on my own was Three Wishes Cereal. Oh yeah. Okay. And that was because I, same thing was like, Three years ago, I was thinking, do I want to come out with a product? And I was like, well, someone needs to do cereal. And then, you know, I think you have to be a really special, magical creature to have a brand and a really successful brand. And I was like, people will do this better than me. And I tasted three wishes and I was like, they're doing it better than I ever could. And I'm just obsessed with them. So that was my first one. Their berry flavor is so good. It's yeah. I I'm, it. And I was like a Frosted Flakes girl. So I was like, that one, the frosted flavor is insane to me. I have actually, I haven't tried the frosted oh, one. So I don't know if I've tried no, it. No, oh, yeah. It might be at Whole Foods. I should pick it up there. Oh, yeah. For me, for, for us, I started, I think I was, why? I just kept saying, I feel, as, and you touched on this before, like I kept seeing all of these trends and things that were happening in the space. And just products that I loved and believed in was using and just kept saying like, how can I get involved with these brands in a different way? That's not just like transactional, like posting about them on Instagram or doing stories. Like how can I be a part of their family and like help them grow? Yeah. I worked at by, I like oversaw helped. I was the assistant to the CEO when I started. So I oversaw all of the angel investing. And I remember having like chalkboards and, like going through people to call and just being so fascinated that he would take money from anyone who really wanted to give money. And that's what kind of gave me, I think the confidence to reach out to a brand because I saw a lot of the time when a brand's just starting out, they just want money. Like obviously they don't want money from some 
you know, rando on the corner, but if it's a quality person and they're trustworthy and their check will clear, like why not? And I kept seeing brands, you know, like Perfect Bar and other brands growing and getting acquired or like even just like the value of certain brands growing like Simple Mills for years. And I wish I had inquired about this then because, you know, we've been using those products for forever. And like, I knew that they were going to be big, but I wasn't thinking like that. Yeah. The first brand I invested in was Hugh. And I emailed, cold call emailed the CEO, like, God, I asked the social media, like marketing person for the CEO's email, like wrote her an email. And then a couple of weeks later, like went into the office of one of the founders. I met with him and then became an investor. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, it was awesome. Were they doing an active raise at the time or? I just missed, like I, they were like closing it out. And so they made like an exception and... That's how I, most of mine have been. Same with us. Yeah. It's like the same thing. And obviously, Hugh was like the best. It is the best thing like to me. Like we eat it. I eat it every day. Um, yeah. And I just like, I, like, I felt like I was just so a part of the family. And it's just a different type of obsession with a brand, you know, when you're invested in. Like you'll do whatever it takes for them. Right. Like it's more enjoyable for me to talk about my investments on my platform all the time twofold because one like a sponsored post is like very formal three frames hashtag ad whatever we can talk about these so freely and then secondly because you have an interest in them and you're helping it drive and you're helping it grow yeah for sure now you mentioned the term angel investor yes what does that like do you guys want to say what that means I'm a, I'm I think Jordan takes uh, Jordan's our definition guy. I'm just thinking that show, I just like probe Jordan with all the like, <laughs> Jordan. What is an angel investor? Uh, I mean, I don't know if this is the actual definition, but this is the way that I understand it. Is basically when you're looking at startup companies who really don't have like much of a history of like performance and sales or like revenue or profitability. You're basically looking for smaller individuals like you know yourself or Nicole to basically front them some cash up front to kind of get their um you know idea or business up and running. Um I also what I think of it as is someone who also has like an expertise who is going to advise the companies. And like a point before when I realized when you invested in Hugh was like you're also an asset not just for your cash, but for your understanding of like the social media landscape that, you know, I think you might've taken for granted um, before you started investing in brands, but now you see how many people who are, have startups coming at you or coming to you for your advice, at least on the social platform. Do you have an actual I'm, I'm, I just Googled the definition speaking of the exact, which obviously yeah. is too, but an angel investor is an individual who provides capital for a business startup. It's so it's basically if you're doing it on, think of it, you're the little angel. You're just this little angel floating down from the above and you're just trickling money into a company. I think a question that I get all the time um, or something like that you touch on advising, right? Like sometimes I just give my money and I walk away and that's it. Other brands of mine, I am signed on as an advisor. So there is a difference between the two. And like, 
But it's funny because even the brands that I want to be an advisor for or a strategic partner, you get extra shares ultimately. Um, even the ones that don't take me on as that, like I still selfishly promote them all the time. Um, but then the ones that I am a strategic partner for, I am like at their meetings. I just went to Missouri with a company. I'm going to go on a trip with another one. Like you are like involved. So, you know, an angel investor could just give money and walk away. You can have a bigger role. It can kind of be whatever you make it and you can be rewarded for more than what you just put in to, depending on the situation. I think that's why you and I gravitate towards these like CPG companies. Yeah. Or because, you know, we can talk about them on our platforms. We have a brands want our social media skills or marketing skills, and then they take us on as a more formal role too. Do you ever do, um, I know obviously every brand's different, but do you ever do like advisory shares only, or do you usually do a combination? I have never done advisory shares only. I just did my first one of advisory shares only. So I'm always curious by that because are there enough shares to make it worth your... Like, do you do X amount of posts or it's just advisor shares and you feel like it's enough to warrant the time you're going to give them? Yeah, the second one. Because they're really in their like infancy stage. So the value of the shares that I'm getting was actually the same amount that I wanted to invest anyways. So I was kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of... Yeah, save your money and don't invest in something else. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess my look on that has been, I'm like, oh, I'll just double down. Like, because I... But yeah, I mean, it's also different to being um, me as an angel investor where I'm like a single woman and then you guys are angel investors, but you have like a family. So everyone's, you have to take into account so many different things. Like, yeah, you know, on your portfolio, like people are like, Oh, are you going to raise a fund? And I'm like, well, if I raise a fund, I now work for people. Like I don't even, even if I raise a fund from my family, now I like answer to my parents. Like I, what I do is like literally me talking to myself and like, you know, you guys as a, a unit, like, have to take so much more into consideration if you have a family investing in anything because it's that much more risky. Oh, totally. And you actually touched on like the thing, um, which is a good time to talk about like how we, what we did with like my parents. Sure. Right. So a lot of the times, I think this touches upon like a few different areas that people inquired about, which is like, do you need to have influencer status to invest in a lot of these brands? And I think the answer is sometimes yes and sometimes I, no. Yeah, I would say you don't need influencer status, but you need to have a something status. Yeah, you'd be, or like at least expertise, like something that you'd be providing. Tough to get it. Like I had to better brand, like I pitched them. There's like 10 of us pitching them on like reopening the round for two people. So I was like pitching myself to get in. And that's, I got it ultimately because of like what I do. That's why like a brand like Hugh only like made the exception. Exactly. Because of that. But then the brand that like, for example, that I just became an investor in, they would probably take money from anyone. Like when I was helping the investor, like, like we were taking money from like doctors, lawyers, like it was really just anyone who had Friends cash. And family is just anyone with cash. Exactly. So there's always opportunity. Like I don't want people to think that you need to have an Instagram or like a platform to invest in brands. It definitely is helpful in getting in 
involved in the brand and then from an investment perspective or investment side, like late as they were growing, but in the beginning. And that's where it's hard for people to find these brands, like to how do they know about the up and coming coming brands? But that's when things like Expo and the trade shows are just so key. I'm like, what was that word again? Um, yeah. You attend to see like what brands are up and coming, go to like the, the brands that have the smallest tables and the smallest booths and like see yeah. them. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that like investing, there's rounds. So there's pre-seed, there's friends and family, there's pre-seed, there's seed, there's series A, B, C. So if you're friends and family, that's literally, that's when they're just like taking money from whoever. So if you have a something that you are so passionate about or a friend is starting a something before it's a quote priced round, like, yeah, anyone can get in on that. That's when they're just like looking for money. These priced rounds are when it gets hard because then there's, you know, venture firms that come in and only a certain amount is left for angels. So the brand has to be strategic with how they split it up. That's almost when I hear of a brand that's in like a series A or B, a lot of them I'm like, oh, they're probably too big at that point for like. Yeah. you. I think you had told me you only do like pre-seed and seed. We've only done pre-seed and seed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have one series yeah. A, but it's interesting too, because like, celebrities you see if you hear like Gwyneth Paltrow just invested in this it's always like so people always attach these celebrities like oh they're the big investor they get a celebrity round is typically like a series c and like I'm sure you've seen you know series b's and c's come our way like something came my way recently it was like valued at a billion dollars and I was like okay well yeah I can put in a tiny bit of money and maybe it doubles but like how much more room is there to grow in this valuation? Or also um, when we invest really early, the valuation of a company can, is just a couple million dollars. Yeah. So I have good confidence that even if the company isn't as successful as I'd like them to be, they're going to be worth more than $5 million. Therefore, we do well. If you invest in something that's already worth $50 million, valuations are kind of made up half the time. So it's like, you have to really trust that they're going to be worth more than 50 million or because if they only get bought for like 25, then you lose money. So there's a whole strategy to investing that is more than just like, oh, this company is so cool. Like it is a numbers game. You have like an investment thesis that you follow? Um, so I always say like, you know, high growth and I have, but every brand will then be like, here's our path to hundred million in five years. And everyone shows you that. But, um, I've always said like high growth minimum two times a year every year. And, um, like, you know, pre-seed is the dream. Um, I used to be like very strict with like, I had this like Excel sheet and I was like, it had to fit this number, but everything's so different. It's, you know, industries are so different and products are so different. So like I just invested into a food tech company. I'm like, yeah, right now it's on the surface, it's just food, but like a food tech multiple is going to be way bigger than food because it's also tech and tech, you know? So I found that having a set guide of how I invested didn't always make sense. But also just like some, like, the, the expenses are so different. Like some brands like, you know, need more like for marketing, some they need different like operation, like everything's just so different that like, I feel like there's no exact potion to know. Well, I'm so numbers oriented. So I was like, sort of the same way that you, you went about it. Like it had to fit into a certain box and like, I wanted to see specific numbers, but then I think we kind of evolved to saying, okay, are these founders like 
really great in terms of uh-huh. like, they make this product work and like, can they do it efficiently? And if it doesn't work, like, are they smart enough to like pivot to like still survive in the world? Yeah. And, so I think we focused, I focus more on the numbers, but now I'm trying to focus more on the actual people that you're investing in. Oh yeah. I'm literally like this chick's a shark. Cool. <laughs> I'm like a gut instinct person where I'm like, I think that product's going to be huge. Let's do it. Like, why not? Like if it's a quality product, the owner or founder might not have any experience, but they'll figure it out. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm more Jordan. I'm numbers and founder. Like I had like, and I'm so energy, like someone like energy bothering me. Like, doesn't matter if I love the company. I'm like, this person irks me. Like I can't do it, even though it's going to sell for hundred million. I'm very much like, I don't care that you're going to be so successful. It's just like, doesn't matter how good the product is. I'm like such a believer in the founder. No, you have to get along with them. You need to like vibe well with them, but I'm definitely a mix of founder and gut instinct of the product for sure. Yeah. That's what I always like look for. And also it's, have you stayed mostly in, you just did tech. You said it was food tech. Food tech. What, yeah. what is that? Like an app? Like No, no, no. So it's um, Better Brand. They created a technology that strips carbs out of carb-based foods. Oh, the bagels. Yeah. So it's similar to how Beyond Meat turned peas into like meat. So it's a food technology that... Enha- yeah. Oh, I thought they were just food because they were selling bagels. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's food tech. Yeah. And that got me very interested in tech. So I've been looking at some tech deals and also diversity is key with anything. Like, you know, the world could end and that like, if you'll say you're only a restaurant investor in like 2020 shattered you. So I like to have the one thing that like, I'm always looking at, but I have yet to pull the trigger on is a beverage. It's just a different beast for me. Oh, we did a, we did um, a canned wine. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was the only beverage that we had. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only beverage that we have that um, I can think of. I mean, yeah. It's, it's one thing that I'm like, yeah, like it all makes sense. But then it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I think I just have a real grasp on what makes food sell and the beverage industry. Like I don't consider us in the beverage industry. Like we're not like cocktail influencers and whatever. We might do a campaign for Aperol, but like, we're not, you know, a mixologist and in the, like, cause I went to Cornell. So there was the whole uh, hospitality school. I'm like, you were in the beverage program. Like yeah. if that was your major, like beverage specialist. And I'm like, it's just a world that I have not touched. So funny because Justine Snacks was on the podcast last week and she, that was her major at Cornell. Um, and I never even knew that that existed until- Did Justine she, Snacks, I don't know her. Oh, she's amazing. Follow her. She's okay. on Instagram and TikTok. She's like, she's like fresh, new, but like very talented. Love that. She's amazing. Um, See, beverage is like, that was like how I got into this industry. Oh, but, so this is your wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to, I think food for it's like forever and always my like expertise, but that's because I follow my gut, but I definitely, I drink so many beverages. Like I love like kombucha, Olipop, Spindrift. Like I love yeah. that I'm a beverage girl, but we haven't found a lot. Like the only non-food brands that we've invested in are Lalo, the high chair and place. Oh, yeah best stuff ever if anyone knows and I'm on I'm on an advisor for them I wish that I was I begged them um I love their stuff so much so when you have friends yeah. and have 
Remember I texted you, I was like, I need a baby gift. What's the name of the company? And that's what's cool too about investing and having friends who also invest. Cause like if I needed, like my friends are having babies now and I'm like, oh wait, I need to get them something. I'm like, never, I, I don't know. People want stuff off their registry, I'm sure. But I'm like, never, I don't know. I like don't. So I was like, wait, what's that company? Like I'm going to support, you know, next time I need a canned wine, I'm going to be like, wait, what was that company? You know, like I want to... I want all my friends to be successful. I want to help the investments I'm in, but I also want to, you know, support my friends as well. Totally. How much, how do you know how much you want to invest in a brand? Like, how do you go about calculating that without telling us like exact numbers, obviously? Yeah. So it's similar to what we were saying before with like what that role is. Is it I'm just giving you money and I'm walking away? Or am I going to get advisory shares because then maybe I put in a little less because it's being matched. Um, So everything is very much case by case. I would say I do have like a standard check size because a brand will always ask you. Also, brands have minimums. Sometimes I think for people like you and I, they'll make exceptions to that minimum. I've had a few of those situations. Um, So it's a mix of like what the brand is asking for. And then what round it's in, like so much goes into it. But ultimately I have a standard check size and I do whatever I can to meet meet that number, whether it's that number outright or that half of that number plus the other half is in shares. I try and like have a... Because for me too, if I'm going to invest in a company, it's like, I want a big return. We get We invest so early, we get diluted so much. So it's like, I end up putting in, you know more like I I think I have a good starting check size because like I'm a risky investor. I want I want a big payback. Yeah, that's true. Well that's also I realized we started to bring up things with my with my parents and oh, yeah. forgot. So I to touch upon what we were talking about earlier that sometimes yes we do have leverage because of like what we're able to the expertise or the reach or whatever it is that we're able to provide to brands or exceptions to get into a round. So my dad was very interested in investing and obviously like he trusts whatever we're investing in. Like he never would do something like on his own for that just because he's, you know, he's not in the space. Like he doesn't like fully get it. So we started great shit ventures and it's like an LLC with my parents. So that like, I'm doing that too. We do, we have like our own money in it, like their own money in it. So that way they can kind of like use my name to like tag along in the investment so that we like joined it together. But we but would- And also help us write bigger checks. Yeah. Literally what I'm doing. See, and it, it, it makes sense because like, if I'm reading a deck and I'll like talk to my brother about it and he's like, oh, like I'll, I'll, you're putting in that much, I'll put in two. And I'm like, oh, is there room for my brother to get in? They're like, no, sorry. Like we're making exceptions to reopen for you. Also, when we invest so early, you have pro rata rights. So if you want to keep investing with the brand as they grow, I don't have like a couple hundred grand to put in to a company. But if I'm, you know, if I create something with my family, then I can have more to work with. No, totally. Which I think is something we're in the process of doing this like now. Oh, I love that. That's right. Yeah. That's the that, very same page. We've always been. Always. Literally. Yeah, it's like oh, so God. weird. <laughs> like you and I are literally like always are like, oh yeah, yeah. Very similar. Um, I think that's something where people can keep in mind. It's like say they don't have that much money they want to invest, but they want they have like a couple of friends that will all invest, you know, say it's ten thousand dollars. They have like say and the brand has a fifty thousand dollar minimum if they like have five people. They would be able to like do it together, like, you know, find a way to, to get involved, which I think is a fun way to 
Yeah. And I was actually talking to an ex-colleague today and he was telling me about a, an investment he made and they actually found it through like AngelList. So there are- Oh like, yes, syndicates. So there are some other syndicates, like if you are actually very passionate about this, but don't have yeah. like enough money to do it on your own, there, there are other ways to kind of get involved. Yeah. And AngelList is really amazing for people. Like for me, I want a direct relationship with the founder. Yeah. And I'm going to be like hyper involved. But yeah, like for everyone who asks us always, like, how can you get involved without, you know, having a platform or being like of quote, whatever status is needed, you can go to AngelList. And if there's a syndicate, you can put in sometimes like a thousand dollars, you know, like just yeah. a, as a way of, and then you can use it as leverage to the next company you go to. You can be like, oh, I'm, I've invested before. I've invested in like, this and no one has to know how much you invested like none of my brands know how much i've invested into other brands oh yeah yeah so you can but i can just say like oh i'm an investor of xyz abc no one has so if you wanted to get your feet wet and like put in a literally a couple thousand dollars somewhere on angelus then you can use that as your leverage when you're going to um a a bigger company that's doing a proper raise and you can just say like oh i'm an investor of this and they don't need to know what you're like level of involvement is no and do you on social media do you always disclose when you are an investor in a brand i think like i make an announcement but i'm not doing like hashtag investor or like hey everyone like love this by the way i invested you know like the way we have to do it with ads no i i like i tell people once and then people realize yeah i try and remind like just i keep i keep into account that like there's new faces on there every day that True. like sometimes like i should like reiterate it but I don't like say it every single time um but I also save them all to my highlights where it says it too but I definitely like try and disclose because I also think that it like I have such a sense of pride like saying it like it's awesome to be like yeah we use these high chairs and like Brody and Ezra like love these pouches but like we also love them so much and like I'm sharing them with you, but like we invested in them because we love them so much. Like, and that's yeah. I think because also as influencers, we get so much shit as like when we're doing an ad, it's like, well, do you actually like it? So when we talk about investing, it's like, guys, I loved them so much that I paid them, and I think that goes a long way with followers. Exactly, and it like, I, yeah, there's more loyalty to a brand if I'm an investor in them, but it doesn't make me like love them more than a brand that like is paying me. Like, I, you know, I think that was actually a question that someone. This question. Which one? one. You can read it. Um, So it kind of goes on this. It's like, what is the difference between a brand you'll use loyally forever and one that you would invest in or want to invest in? A brand you would use loyally forever, (laughs) I end up investing in. You know, (laughs) it's it's like a... You're lucky, but like Spindrift, I'll drink till the day that we die. But like, we're not an invest. Like I'm forever. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, that's a great point. Like, for example, like Asha Pops, who's <laughs> like random tiny brand, right? Oh, so much. You brought them up on the other podcast. I have to try them. Never been more addicted to a product in my life. Like one bag a day. It's like $7 a bag. It's an expensive little habit. Obsessed. Wait, how do you spell it? Asha, A-S-H-A-P-O-P-S. It's not something, it's so specific and so niche. It's something I would not go and invest in. It's also something that they're such a small brand. They do not have budget to pay me. And as anyone in my community knows, I post them every day because I eat them every day and I die for them. 
You were so funny. Okay, I'm gonna well, try these. I, yeah, I think that's I think that's a good point. Like I, I don't have any oh. brands I would like mention, but there's definitely ones where like their product is good, but it is so niche that like you'll never get a return on your investment. Right. To, or what of what you want. Or you just think that it's like a good product, but like I, I don't know, you can you could feel like it's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. So a friend of mine said something to me the other day and it like irked me a little bit as an investor and she's a brand. So it comes from her vision is brand to investor. Um, And she said, she was like reading a tweet and the tweet basically said like, uh, founders, seed investors don't expect to get their money back or make money. Like don't, so don't take that into account. Just like always be doing you and what's best for your company. Seed investors are there because they just love your vision and wanted to give you money. They do not care if they make money back, ever see their money ever again. And I, and she was like so confident about it. She's like, exactly. Like, I know all my investors don't care if they see a dime from me. And I was like, really? Like, ah, oh, do you, I was like, so I was like, do brands think that so I always ask brands I'm like okay I want to hear that you want to run your company forever I'm like but also like what's your exit strategy you know like I I invest because yeah I'm obsessed with you but I also do it because I see this huge larger vision too so how I'm saying like there are companies I'm obsessed with but I don't invest in because I don't see them being like a huge buyout one day but as an investor I'm investing because I am hoping to get a return and I was so like and she believes from her other brand friends that they agree with that rationale of like, no seed investors are just like happy to be there. I was like, maybe if you're like Peter Thiel and you don't need your money, but like, not me. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, I was put off. I was like, wow, I really have to start clarifying this with brands. Like I always say, do you have an exit strategy or like, what's your future, your five-year plan for sure. I was like, maybe I really have to like drive this home. I mean, unless like, if they don't want to sell, that's fine. But like, you have to then prove to me that you're going to be profitable in like three to five yeah, years. Or with, yeah, with that profit, I'm somehow going to like you're going to distribute money back to me. And and her point was like, she's like, yeah, like I'm a good founder, so I'm going to be so profitable. I'm going to do dividends. And but she's like, not everyone's like that. And I was like, that's true. That's a risk that we all run, you know. Yeah, but if you're not using dividends and you're reinvesting that money, like she has to have some sort of end goal too, to like leave her company. So like, yeah, that's in 20 years, but I'm going to make 30 X my money. That's, that's fine. Right. I think that's also an interesting point to touch on like investing in such a long-term game game. Like, well, yeah. I, I mean, back to like what our, what my, what I always believe in is like, you'll have a 20% chance of success. So like one out of five, and that might even be aggressive. So I, I say if we have five investments, I hope one kills it and the other four probably won't. So whatever money you, you literally invest, I just forget about and pretend like it doesn't exist. Like just, Correct. And then I always say it's a five to 10 year investment. Yeah. And brands will tell you it's a three to five. I, I know. But we recently like, read a deck and it was like the most aggressive forecast and like numbers. I'm like, um, yeah, planet Earth. Like yeah. you have an amazing product, but like, let's take it down 80 notches. But I think now that we've been doing this for three years, like we can like sniff the bullshit. Like, exactly. I, everyone's going to show you hundred million in five years, but like it's going, 
you know, that's why I'm like, oh, my expectations are now tempered. So I'm like, are you just growing double year over year? So if you're at 1 million, then 2 million, then 4 million, you know, because in, in our industry, it's like usually like a four to five times multiple as like an average. So I'm like, but yeah, don't, I'm almost like, don't show me the hundred million in five years because it's not always, unless you're like a unicorn. Are there certain red flags that you'll see that a brand might be doing or talking about doing you're going to go, I don't want to be involved in that? Um, for sure. And I'm trying to think of like a specific one. Um, uh, honestly, it's like the founder energy, like a founder can really like put me off like a, a company I was obsessed with. And we have friends who have invested in, I was talking to, and he like really like bothered me. And I was like, no, I like dislike you, you know, yeah. no matter how this might make me a lot of money. Like I don't. So for me, I would say that would be like the red flag. I think for us right now, like we recently looked at a deck that made us really nervous because they planned on buying their own machinery to produce the product. And that's a lot of money yeah. for someone. Was that like a pre-seed round? Or a seed yeah, round? yeah, like they're you guys have good numbers to be like, now I'm warranted to buy that. They're so young. And I, when I saw that, I basically just said, listen, if you're buying your own machinery, like I don't want to be involved because we were investors in another brand that bought their own machinery and they shit the bed and we lost money on them. So it definitely, I'm just like, mm, unless you're a huge brand and you're proven to be profitable and you're, you also are sold in like, not just on your website, you should not be buying machinery. Like use a co-packer, like don't do something like that. Yeah. Huge red flag for, for me. And then, I mean, obviously the product sucks. But that's like obvious. Um, another like, not red flag, a green light that I always look at when I'm investing is who else has invested and like, who are other advisors on, who are your advisors? Who are your employees? Like, do you have the former head of partnerships from Casamigos, you know, like someone who's done it and killed it. And then who are your other investors? So those are two things that I'm always, always asking. So funny. I already asked the same thing on the Yeah like too similar. Yeah. Um, I guess with this kind of, what kind of research do you do before investing in a company? Yeah. I read the deck and I take my own notes and then I have my own questions and then the inv- the brand will like do their presentation and I'll see like what gets covered and what still remains. Have you ever gotten a discounted rate for being an influencer? Got what do you mean? I guess it would be like sweat equity of sorts. Um like for posting it on no bread. No, honestly, people don't really care about that. Cause they know I'm going to talk about it anyway. So it's more like, um, am I going to hook them up with all my connections? Am I going to do gifting to all my influential friends? Am I going to, it's the, the, that. Yeah. When are you sending me bagels? Uh, like today Thanks. they sold out. So they sold out insanely fast. And cause there's so much hype going into this. And then they just came back out like a week ago. How many brands are you investing in or an investor in? I think I'm at like seven. Wow. That last time I spoke to you, I think it was three. It's like a full-time job. No, it's, I have, this would happen when I was at JP Morgan. I had two full-time jobs, my blog and JP Morgan. And then I was like, mic drop on JP Morgan. I went to do my blog full-time. And I feel like I'm kind of at that point now too, where I wish payouts were in, in five to 10 years so that I can, not that I want to mic drop on being no bread, but like, yeah, it is two full-time jobs. 
especially if you take on like a good role. Um, oh, but one's the fund. So that's like, I'm not doing anything for, and one's like a family situation. So I think if it was three last time, then relative, it's now like five, you know, there's probably only been better. And then, um, since you and I last spoke better brand and eat dough, D-E-U-X. Oh my God. I love that cookie dough. It's insane. It's so good. Yeah. And the founder is the coolest chick ever. And I was honestly, I was like, what kind of market is there for like cookie dough? And she has a insane background in growing and selling companies and the product is delicious. She has a entire vision. If you think about it, like Pillsbury is dough and like Nutella, like those markets still have not been tapped into and she's going to take that and she's crushing it. Um, and again, that was a mix of like the market niche and then founder energy. And I was just like, in. And I was after I did the bagel, I was like, I'm done for the summer. Like no more investments. I always say that. And then you can't I, say that though. Cause you never know. You never, this was just brought to me. And again, it, the round had closed and she reopened it for me. And I was like, well, that's an insane opportunity. So you have to, like, how do you just pass up on it? A hundred percent. Any other, any other brands you want to plug that you're an investor in to. I, oh, I'm an investor in source chocolate, the chocolate vitamins I told you about. Um, yeah, I'll send them to you too. They're amazing. And it's similar how like gummy vitamins were the biggest trend. And now everyone and their cousin has a gummy vitamin. Like for years, I've been like, why isn't anyone doing this with chocolate? Like it would taste better and it wouldn't hurt my stomach. And when this happened and, you know, amazing, again, another amazing female founder um, was, I'm obsessed with them and they're doing amazing. Um, so I'm with them, Partake Cookies, you know, I love. Yeah, they're from, they're Jersey City based. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Amazing, amazing founder. Three wishes we said, and then um, yeah, those are my babies. We have an overlap. Yeah. I know. It's interesting. One of well. I know. Yeah, we were like very busy, like Q1. I think we made three investments in Q1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You and I, when we spoke about it, we were like both like, whoa, <laughs> like that was a lot real quick. We did the same. So we ha- had Hugh. So sad that's over. I was not expecting it. it was over. Yeah, you're sad, but you made money off it. So I know, but like, I just, I like love the adrenaline. It's like an adrenaline rush. I know. Hugh, Wild Friends. Yep. Uh, Lalo, Serenity Kids. Yeah. Are we missing really one? good. Um, I'm like blanking out. I know you are. I know which one. Because I had dinner with a guy the other night and he's involved in it. I was like, oh, my friend Rachel is too. I think you're involved with it. I don't know. I'm going to feel like an, an, an a-hole. Um, Who am I missing? Sweet nothing. Oh, yes, the smoothie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because like I talk to you, Jake, legitimately like 10 times a week. Hilarious. If you happen to listen to this, you probably won't. But like, just, just cut some you're my, you're my baby. <laughs> oh my God, no. We like, you hung out with him in the Hansons. He had like him and his girlfriend over for like happy hour. Um, oh my God. And there's also something really exciting happening with sweet. Nothing soon that I can't wait for. Amazing. That was so, is that the brand that you were thinking of? Yeah. So I, was, uh, the guy who does branding for one of my companies does branding for them too. And he's, like oh. super cool. his name's Raph. He's amazing. And, um, he was talking about them and I was like, Oh, my friend Rachel's involved. I love them. Sweet nothing. I mean, Ezra is literally their spokesperson. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, Serenity Kids is a great one too. I remember I texted you, like you had told me about it. I never even heard about it because the difference between you and I is a lot of yours are like a little bit kid focused. Yeah. You're seeing the trends for that. I'm 
I've been looking at a tequila brand. So I'm still like, huh. um, That's but you would <laughs> kids. And then like two months later, I read an article and I was like, Oh, this thing's going to be huge. And I was like, this is definitely the thing that she told me about. I remember I texted you. I was like, did you say it was called Serenity Kids? I was like, that's amazing. They're that was awesome. like That was like one of those, like Hugh, where it's just it like, a, it's just like a no brainer. You're just like, they're already killing it. Like they're just raising money now. Like, well, even how it happened was the same thing. I cold called the founder, um, the co like it's a husband and wife. I literally just sent them an email. They recognized my name. They were like basically closing out around and he, he let us in. And that was purely because he knew I'd post about them. Totally. Have you ever put in for a brand? I think this is something that people don't know about too. Like I'll put in for a brand and then I get cut back. Like I'll be, they'll be like, let's say you put in for X amount. They're like, sorry, we're only going to give you, we would love to have you, but only going to give you like half of that because it's so competitive and you know, your allocation. And I've had that happen before where I put in big on something and then I got like a minuscule thing and I'm like, whatever, I'm just honored to be involved. Um, we didn't have like that exact situation, but for, for one of ours, they had like a lead VC firm coming in. So they were like more or less taking like direction from them on like what check size we could eventually do. So it winded up up being what we wanted to put in, but they sort of like had to like hand it over to the VC to kind of like wait and see what was going to be available. Yep. That one we basically just said like we're in, like we committed to like whatever they were gonna willing to to give to us like beforehand, just so we didn't like lose out on it. That's actually when we started to do the partnering with Rachel's dad, so that we could like offer up a bigger check. Yes. Um like to be more competitive. Yeah. Totally. Well, I thought that this was like really insightful. Right. I like want to like go invest in something. I'm like, I just capped myself. No more. No, I think we basically answered every question. Yeah. Th- I mean, we didn't get into like some of the nitty gritty stuff, but that's right. I think this is great though. Based off of like the questions sent in people, are, you know, they want the basics. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Check out all these amazing brands. Obviously follow Nicole over at No Bread. And you're still at No Bread, right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I was like, you're one of my very few friends who has stayed true to it. No, it's because it's just, uh, I'm no bread. It's hard. Thank you so much for coming for round two, and we will talk soon. Bye. Bye.